Have you ever wanted to listen to two Indian dudes just rambling on about their lives, where they grew up, and talk about biryani? Have we got the podcast for you. Listen to my friend Ramiz and I throw out words like reductionist, psychosomatic, and grilled cheese for your amusement. And remember, you chose to listen to this. All right, welcome to episode whatever on of whatever. Uh, I I never can remember what the episode numbers are. It's now starting to be a running gag on our podcast. But welcome to Brain Juice. We're really excited to have everybody on. Um, we're excited that you've joined us for another episode. I've got two very special guests with us today. Um, but before I introduce them, as always, I've got my uh, co-host and evidently partner because apparently I've taken his last name on Zoom, Ramiz. Hey everyone, how's it going? And yes, actually, we're definitely our partners for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I'm excited uh, for one to cohabitate with you. Um, <laughs> how's how's it going, man? How how have things been? How's the week been? Pretty good, actually. The weather's like not as sunny as before, so it, it doesn't get super hot and uh, really pleasant. Um, what about uh, Vancouver? Very rainy, very, 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 very rainy, uh, but I enjoy it. So, you know, um, enough about us. Uh, welcome, Sammy and Anjali. Super excited to have you guys. How are you, uh, how are you doing? Oh, well, Sammy, we'll start with you to avoid all the back and forth. Sure. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. Um, I'm doing well, you know, just surviving quarantine, surviving, not thriving. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, same old. How are you guys doing? You know what? Um, I wish I could complain, but uh, I've done a lot of that in the past and I'm going to stop doing yeah. that from now on. I Anjali, love what's that. Up? Yeah, well, yeah. Anjali, what's up? I'm still like, I'm, I'm good by the way, to your earlier question, but I'm still like calming down from like me being so late on this. So I'm just getting back in the groove. Well, you know, first of all, I really appreciate you being late. If I, I, it's amazing, right? For 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 an auditory medium like podcasts, I'm I'm staring daggers at you so that people understand yeah. what I'm doing. Sorry, you were saying something before I cut you off. No, but I'm never late. I swear, Sammy can vouch. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm just always like on five time minutes earlier. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you how thrilled we are to have have you guys on. Uh, I know we've been planning this for a while and I'm super glad that we finally got some time to just sit down with you folks and, and talk about stuff. Um, yeah. So before we start, um, you, you know, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to, to uh, our last episode, uh, which was really, really weird. Uh, it was all about <laughs> conspiracy theories and aliens and all that good stuff. And, you know, we try to do one of those weird episodes at least once uh, just to get our mind off of uh, some of the heavy stuff that we talk about. With that being said, we are going to go back to uh, something that I feel, uh, well, all of us on this call feel um, super, uh, super excited to talk about, which is, you know, uh, success and, and motivation, especially, you know, for us um, at our current, like, situation with the pandemic and, you know, and our age group and all that stuff. So um, I guess we can start uh, talking a little bit about that. Um, Ramiz, before we go ahead, um, I do want to sort of formally introduce Sammy and Anjali. I know you have a lot of questions. I'm looking at you and I can see that you're chomping at the bit. But Sammy, let's, let's introduce yourself to, to our listeners. 
Sure. So I'm Samyukta and um, I'm currently working as the research program coordinator at Harvard's India office. So essentially what I do is I take Harvard projects, um, faculty projects, and I help implement them within South Asia. And prior to this, I got an MPH from Brown. I'm still finding my footing in the sphere of public health. Um, but that's me. Yep. My elevator pitch. <laughs> That's awesome. Sammy just name dropped a bunch of universities to make us feel like Oh my God, um, I'm so full. <laughs> I sound like I'm flexing so hard. But yeah, you get real clout with that. I wasn't trying, I promise. No, I Sammy just... doesn't have a Gmail. It's straight up at brown.edu or harvard.edu. Like, right, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's excellent marketing right there. Oh my God. And then you talk to me and you're like, what the hell, this woman? <laughs> hey, no. If you're ever concerned both of me and I don't don't ever have never thought about that uh, because we've just known you for like 10 minutes but that's different yeah that's fair <laughs> give it give it 20 more minutes like how did she get in it's a good thing we, we cap at 40 right <laughs> oh it, that's it, true well that's part one <laughs> we got two other parts to go uh, all right uh, Anjali let's let's uh, let's hear hear from you okay big shoes to fill but <laughs> hi I'm Anjali I um met Sammy. Sammy and I host, co-host a podcast called 20 Minutes with 20-somethings and we met at on the Brown campus. I was just loitering around. I didn't go to Brown. Uh, <laughs> um, we I, either, so it's fine. <laughs> I uh, work in the States and I work in textile innovation. Um, so I, I'm excited about the questions because I've actually been reflecting on these this whole quarantine. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anja is actually so cool. She literally makes like clothes for the U.S. Army. So she's really downplaying herself. She's one of the most creative, incredible people I know. I Damn will, woman. Yeah, yeah, I will attest to that. Um, but, you know, uh, Sammy, one thing that Ramiz and I don't like to do is invite uh, the U.S. Army onto our podcast. At any oh, point yeah. <laughs> so, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I know, I know. Um, uh, because you know, if any, if our last podcast is anything to go by, we are not jobs are conspiracy theories. So, and we want answers, please. I need to hear this. We so you like Shane Dawson and stuff. Then, uh, no, Ramiz is more Joe Rogan. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh. He, uh, we 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 just like to talk about uh, weird stuff because we've talked about it all our lives, and so yeah, it's it just good to take a step back. Now, you know. No, no more focus on us. I guess I, I kind of want to talk to you guys about your podcast that Anjali just threw out there, 20 Minutes or 20 Somethings. First of all, title, fantastic. Uh, mm -hmm. I really, really enjoy it. Um, so uh, kudos to both of you. I kind of wanted to understand what your motivation was to do a podcast and then what your process was to kind of, you know, get everything together because I know you've got some really cool guests and, and stuff like that. So yeah, that, I think that would be cool to listen to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so essentially, Anj and I, the first time we met, and I even remember the date, it was Jan 25th, 2019. What? I do, you yeah, because I saw, it, I saw it in my Instagram archive, and I was like, oh, that's cute. So the first time we met, we spoke for five hours with like guac and like wine, and there was a sense of familiarity and comfort that I think you get when you meet someone who's from your city when you're outside the country. And we realized... Shout out to Bandra. Bandra girls! <laughs> oh my God. You know, it's a joke with my friends and I that I, I will say Bandra within the first like five sentences. <laughs> but anywho, so we, we realized we have this like rapport. We really get along well. 
and then as our friendship progressed we realized that we also have the same ideals and beliefs you know whether it's with regard to like activism or um whatever it may be like social conversation and we felt that there needs to be more brown representation in podcasts and we wanted to also speak to more people in our age group from the south asian and just desi community at large and we thought that you know why not be a voice um in this sphere where there's so many podcasts from like you know white creators etc and so that was kind of our initial thought and then when in terms of actually getting into it it was kind of like a shot in the dark cuz neither of us knew very much and we uh, just had to use all the resources we had whether it's youtube i have a friend uh, shout out to shrey who's a pr- producer a creative um producer at savan and he helped us so much in terms of helping us understand the lay of the land in india and um, yeah anj do you want to speak more to how we like got into it how our last few months have been yeah and also to answer your question akshay about the process so we actually i think did it in a weekend right like friday i think she messaged just saying hey you know i i like do you want to do this and I yeah. <laughs> by mon- by monday we had like everything ready we had google docs we had a zoom link we had everything ready and set up to go um we did go back and forth between only uh, only the context should we uh bring on successful you know and we'll talk about what success is because it's so subjective uh 20, 20 people in their 20s should we bring those on or should we have like a more heart to heart conversation just like you know uh, uh akshay you and ramiz have so we went back and forth and that was the only like thing we couldn't decide on and then we eventually decided on having people on the show and having them talk um so i right now we're, we were we just wrapped up our 11th episode uh we're waiting on our one last one and then we're done with the season it's not live yet if anybody who is listening to this and is like oh my god we can't wait to get our hands on this it's not live yet but it will be 20 minutes with 20 somethings yeah that that's really interesting um is there a reason why you guys have like postponed the launch is it self consciousness or is it like politics you waiting politics please explain no it's really just that editing is such a pain in the ass yeah <laughs> and it it's is. taking us a little oh. bit of time with that yeah you yeah. don't know what you're talking about to be honest uh, for <laughs> us is just we just put it up and just hope for the best that's that's literally what we do but and, i'm and glad it's working well it, that's Thank that's so yet much. to be that's that's yet to be seen until we see that spotify jorogan money i think uh, mm. you know we're going to we, we're we're going to we're going to hold out for success um yes and really sorry <laughs> yeah all right so do you, do you guys want to jump into the the title of the podcast success and motivation sure let's do it all right so before we like start with the questions i just want to give the standard definition because it kind of helps like gauge the you know like everyone can relate to the standard definition so success is the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose and motivation is the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way so based on that and i'll start with anjali and then sami um what motivates you and what does it mean to be successful so to me before our podcast actually because the title literally is you know like in our description we have successful 20 somethings so until then success was very standardized for me you know it was like 
you have a dream, you have a dream job, you have X amount of money in your bank, uh, you have a car, you have those like assets and materialistic things that define success. And then it's actually through conversation with Sammy where, you know, we would like have these conversations saying that, you know, who defines what success is? Um, we have some ex person coming onto the show and like, I think she's successful because, you know, she has a few articles about her, but she may not be within her field. Um, so I have actually been reflecting on what the word success means to everybody and particularly to me, but I think I've now started resonating success with happiness, sort of, I feel like, are you happy in where you are? Um, you, and are you striving for more? If you are, you know, check, like a check boxing, is that what it's called? Check marking, tick marking, whatever. Oh, the, <laughs> both of these, then I feel like you're kind of successful or you're kind of like, you know, doing the right thing, sort of. Um, did you also ask the second question, which was how do you stay motivated or was that for later? Yeah, what does motivation mean to you? And how do you, yeah, how do you stay motivated as well? So motivation for me, I um, feel like, okay, I, I, so for the like the like last a year and a half, I feel like I've kind of stagnated in my growth trajectory or year or something. So um, motivation for me has actually been very difficult to come up, come around. Um, motivation for me is like it's like a dream. If you don't have if you don't put actions into it, there's it's just a dream. So that's motivation for me. It's like okay, TK, you know, you have like a dream. But then if you're working towards it, if you're doing something, literally anything, like a Khan Academy class, anything, you're just, you're motivated. To me, that's motivation where it's like, it's not just this like fancy idea of having something or doing something, but you're actually working towards it. Then you can say you're motivated. Then one can say, I am motiv motivated to X. That would mean, that, that would mean for me at this point, I'm still reflecting. Hmm. Awesome. Sammy, uh, I, I think we want to hear from you as well. Uh, oh. And, you know, I, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but we are getting pretty close to the end of part one. Yes. Uh, we definitely do want to talk to you and um, maybe further in part two about what, what you wanted to, to kind of, um, you know, put out there as far as success and motivation is concerned. But mm -hmm. yeah, let's, let's hear your definition of success and then we'll jump mm -hmm. into motivation in part two. Sure. So, um, I think that my definition of both has sort of changed as I've grown. I'd say that success to me previously was very important. Like when I was younger, I was a bit of a nerd. I was very like, I was focusing on these hard, hard measures of like success, for instance, grades and things like that. And um, in my mind, it was like, even if I've worked for 10 hours and I've not gotten the grade I wanted, all of that effort was futile. But I think that now I've realized that success is almost an arbitrary outcome in some ways. Cause like, you know, we've been inundated with this premise that like hard work and success are this linear cause and effect thing. But in actuality, you realize that they, they aren't. There's a lot more in that thought of success. There's timing, there's privilege, there's access, there's resources, and everyone isn't in the same level playing ground, even though we're in the same race. So I realized that, you know, focusing on success for me has actually been kind of counterintuitive. And what I focus on now and what I would like to define success as is when you are giving it your best shot and when you're, you are truly trying your best and putting in the effort, 
So for me, I feel successful when I'm putting the hard work in. And this is not to say that, you know, ultimately you do want like tangible outcomes as well. So it's kind of finding the balance between the two and it's been an ongoing process for me. Sorry, I'm, I'm smiling year to year because that, it sounds very close to what I, I, I view success as. Yeah, um, yeah t- tell me actually, like, what do you, let's, let's have a group discussion. Oh what do you think success and motivation is and what drives you? You know, it's like, like I said, I, I think it's very close to what Sammy said, right? Like I have been someone who's never you know, just worked hard enough to, to get anywhere. Like even though I may or may not have had the skills, right? Um, but I think for me, it, it is, okay, if I work hard enough on something and if I'm able to see, um, it would, yeah, I wanted to translate to some tangible output, but just knowing the fact that I've worked on it, right. I put my sweat, tears, blood, whatever on something. And I know that, I know that eventually it could turn into a tangible output for me, that would be classified as success. Um, it's not when I look at my bank account or I look at, you know, other things around me that that's that I don't define success that way. Um, yeah, it would be cool for the gram, but not really for my, <laughs> not really for my mental health. So I, I think for me, that's, that's what I define success as sort of, um, yeah, I'll throw it back to you. Uh, sure. if, uh, it means if yeah. you, if you have a definition of success, I'm super. Yeah. Worried. So it, it kind of makes sense. Like from the standard definition, I feel like in today's world, um, I feel like finding your purpose is a huge factor. I feel like if you find your aim or purpose in life, it can lead to success because you find your vocation in that sense. And once you find your vocation, that's when you have inner peace and you don't feel like you're trying to chase some arbitrary amount or some social status. And that gives you a lot of inner peace as well. That inadvertently can lead to happiness. But then you have extrinsic factors as well because we have peer pressure and we'll definitely get into it. But uh, that's basically the, my standard feeling of what success is. Motivation, it, it really comes from the place of whether it's intrinsic, where you're focusing mainly on you ap- accomplishing something that you feel that you're worth. And it, extrinsic is basically the observable reality that you live in or what you consume. And you can base it on whether it's values or if it's based on um, financial gain that's basically the crux of success in, in modern society at least so we talked about a few cool things um i guess you know, Sammy, you talked a little bit about privilege and you know how we're all sort of shielded from that uh, or well we're not we don't really see it uh and Ramiz, you talked about motivation being extrinsic and intrinsic uh i think what we'll do in part two is like really dive deep into those two things because uh, i think that's something that a lot of people don't don't really talk about uh, we like to talk about the definition and webster's different dictionary defines success and motivation as but no one really wants to talk about what is uh what are those causes for you know eventual success and motivation and all that good stuff uh with that we are getting pretty close to the end of part one um I guess, you know, we'll hopefully get a lot of snide internet questions and hopefully some snarky comments, uh, which I look forward to quite a bit. Um, Yeah, join us all for part two and uh, uh, we'll see you there. Hey, Ramiz, ever thought about building your own PC? Yeah, man, I'm really into uh, learning how to build the PCs, but uh, I don't really see a lot of... Uh, gamer PCs 
and how to build those. Well, have I got the YouTube channel for you? I know I sound salesy, but uh, one of our good friends, Rojan, uh, started his own YouTube channel. It's called RJ Gamer Tech. Uh, give him a like, follow, subscribe, and all those other YouTube things uh, for really cool PC builds. Um, yeah, he's already got a few videos up about uh, about the AMD Ryzen's, so definitely check him out. Uh, give him a like and subscribe, and hopefully we'll uh, see you in the next part. All right, welcome to part two of uh, Brain Juice episode whatever. Uh, we are super excited to have uh, Anjali and Sammy both from 20 Minutes with 20 Something. So it's another plug for their podcast. Um, Anjali, podcasts are, are an auditory medium. I'm just saying that again. <laughs> so you keep doing these dances all the time. Hey, nobody told me it was supposed to be video, firstly. <laughs> I'm yeah. still Surprise. bitter about that. <laughs> oh, both of us show up looking like trash. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm wearing a hat because I'm too lazy to brush my hair. <laughs> Let's not go. I mean, yeah, we, we, we are intrinsically trash. That's another word that we use. So, <laughs> right. So we, we try to, uh, you know, sort of checkbox a lot of big words because uh, that's what we do in our intro, right? Reductionism and all that. Most of that stuff comes from Ramiz because, you know, he's the vocabulary man, as I like to call it. <laughs> uh, so he'll throw out big words. And, you know, if you guys are pissed off at him for some reason, just feel free to scream at him live. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, please feel free to like, get an explanation for the word. I, <laughs> I, yeah, my vocabulary is like, I like reading a lot and yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of his must hobbies. be nice. Uh, yeah, must be yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a very dark and lonely place. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the ability to string words together is is a skill that uh, only Romis possesses. No, I'm kidding. Um, I stopped but, learning new words after the fifth grade. This is what are you saying? No, Sami is so articulate, guys. Sami is exceptionally articulate. B- both of you are. At least that's evidence enough for me. Uh, Ramiz and I, eh, we're so-so. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump into it. I know we've uh, we we really wanted to kind of dig deep into some of the um, uh, you know some of the topics that we talked about. Ramiz, I'll yield the floor back to you, uh, Senator Sharif, and we'll get you started. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so um, when we wanted to like uh, when you uh, Anjali and Sammy when you gave the idea for the podcast. So I, I kind of got into why, what motivates us and why do we behave the way we behave. So I kind of got back to my biological roots and I feel like it, a lot of it is based on evolution. And the primary, in my opinion, the primary thing that motivates us without the whole social construct of modern society is basically nourishment. That, that's how we evolve from the shoe um, to where we are now. So I feel like it is a means of survival. And I feel that's why we have a lot of, um, I would say, a higher level version of uh, competitiveness, especially in our modern society. So it is a means of living. And then, I mean, that's why they kind of say that the second brain of the body is the enteric nervous system. That's our digestive system in a whole. And then we kind of moved from an agrarian society where we didn't have to focus on survival. So that's where we kind of developed this whole uh, thinking of what is a higher cognitive ability. And that's when we started assuming or believing that we need to succeed or because we took a huge leap away from being a part of the food chain to being the apex predator of the, of the food chain. And then in my opinion, like a primary motivation of success is based on a social construct. I feel like that's the main thing that we 
derive our purpose and meaning from nowadays. I'm not saying that everyone has that same feeling, but that's the general consensus because we base our values and uh, uh, social status on how much we have in the bank and how much uh, we can contribute to society as a part of our labor and for uh, our entrepreneurship. So based on that, I wanted to know that what drives you for success? Is it an altruistic or uh, an egalitarian perspective or is it mainly fiscal and uh, societal acceptance? Yeah. 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 Or is it peer pressure? Um, so yeah, please either one of you. Um, so I would say that previously it used to be more fiscal for me um, when I was younger. And I, I think it's best illustrated by the fact that I did an undergrad in banking and finance. I was like, I'm going to like, go to Wall Street, make some of them big bucks, um, you know, cash money, baby. And then um, that's then dollar what I bills, the dollar, dollar bills. Dollar bills, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and now I go on for like five minutes with different synonyms for money, my God. Um, and that's what I initially thought I wanted. But I knew that I want, and you know, the reason I chose that path was essentially to make my family happy and to give them this peace of mind that I'm choosing a career that has like, you know, quote unquote, like, financial security, stability of income. But I realized that also um, I was good at math and accounting and things like that. But being good at something doesn't translate to you enjoying it, which is something that I didn't understand at the time. I was like, oh, I, I, I can understand math. This is my calling. But I didn't like it in the slightest. It didn't give me any joy. It didn't spark joy, as Marie Kondo says. And um, I soon realized that this is like, I want to do something in public health and that's through like working with various NGOs in my free time and realizing that in fact I do want to help people and that that is the core of what I want to do. Um, so I think for me at this stage in my life success is helping people. I think that um, I'm really trying to like make my moral compass really strong and, and really follow through with my beliefs and not compromise on them. You know, and I don't think I'm doing nearly enough. I think that with the level of privilege and resources I have, I can be doing, I, I could be doing far more, but that's what I'm striving to work towards. But that being said, money is so important too, you know, and you can't just have lofty ideals. You need money to get food on the table and to enjoy the comforts that you're used to. Um, like I'm, I'm used to a certain level of travel expenditure. I want to be able to meet that. So it's finding that meeting point between fiscal and altruism that I think is where I'm at right now. That is phenomenal. Uh, let's hold on to the thought of privilege. Uh, we do want to talk about that real quick. Um, Anjali. So my, I feel like I'm just going to look like a dick now because mine's completely <laughs> physical. That's, and, <laughs> that's totally fine. It's uh, actually, I, I, yeah, yeah, it's just usually the two. Yeah, so please go ahead. Yeah. So I think that for me, at this point in my life, because I'm in my 20s, my goal is to like bulk up my bank balance, you know, like to retire ASAP, to be honest. I'm like, financial independence, there. yeah. Financial fire, yeah, financial independence, but not in like an unethical Jeff Bezos kind of way, okay? Like in a ethical, I like still like understanding, you know, your morals, still staying true to them, but my personal priority at this point is only like bumping up like the the moolah or the dough just like stacking it up that's my only uh 
thing that drives me uh, right now. And, you know, I did pick a field that I enjoy. I work in a field that I enjoy a lot. And it's not the most financially um, um, success. No, what? It doesn't give me the most, yeah, stable. I mean, it's a stability, but it's not like, I'm not making as much as somebody, you know, who's like a data analyst in in IT. I have friends, I have family that have chosen that path because of the money. Not not pointing at you, Akshay, but because of the money. They like literally Google, most paying jobs. Okay, this is my career. That's, I have friends that have done that. And I actually envy them because now I'm like, you know, TK, you know, I was in this romantic, romantic world where I was like, okay, I want to do something I enjoy. So I picked up fashion and I've like moved beyond that. But I also feel like, like, I wish I could see what the parallel would be that if I did the same thing, which I was like, you know, Google Kia and I was like, okay, this is me data analyst for like a big firm. What would that look like? So I picked a field that I enjoy and within that I want to want to focus on financial gains to be honest like i don't have a car i'm looking to buy a car and even when we were talking about it i said i want like the cheapest like literally the only thing i wanted to do is like take me from a to b because i can't shed another thousand dollars for like working vipers that's how how much i want to like stack up dough so that's been my priority motivation honestly Mm, that's really really interesting so like i'll just go back to sammy and then I'll ask you a few questions, Anjali. So, Sammy, do you like knowing what I know right now? Do you do you kind of suffer from this imposter syndrome? So, the feeling of you know you've gotten so much and you've done all of this. Do you feel like you don't deserve it anytime? And is that why you're maybe compensating for it in thinking of it as an egalitarian perspective? And mm-hmm. or do you feel like this is already something that you always wanted? but didn't feel like the previous path was right. So, and now do you suffer from imposter syndrome or did you go through it um, when you had this um, awakening in yourself? Usually people do. That's why they kind of move towards their vocation. Yeah. You know, in fact, I wouldn't say it was an awakening. I think since I was really young, I was always quite involved in like, NGOs and like charitable things, not to my own, like it it was all because of my mom essentially because she was very involved in the in the sector and um, I grew up watching her and I always wanted to help people more because you know like we joke like you know people are trash but I actually really love people and I'd like to believe that at the core people are nice before like circumstances might change them or you know things like that I guess it's really like wholesome (laughs) but um, I really love people and I've always loved working with people and um, I think since I was young I've always been kind of a righteous kid And I would always like, I would observe classism in our society. I I would observe how people treat servers. And all of those things always really irked me because it was like, this is just a luck of the draw, the fact that I've been born into this family and I could very well be this kid on the road, you know? And um, I think those ideals and those ideas stuck with me through my life. And I I think I'm, I'm very much like a believer of everyone is equal ultimately. So I guess that's kind of what, was what drove me I think it was the seed was planted very young but I sort of suppressed that and that made me unhappy when I suppressed it and when I chose a different vocation that didn't align with that Um, and I'm just trying to find my way back and I really I guess in a sense I do feel imposter syndrome because I don't think I do enough I think that 
you know, oftentimes we we do the bare minimum and um, we just get, we get patted on the back for doing so little because a lot of like altruism is so performative nowadays, especially with like Instagram and Facebook and all of that. So you do one small thing, everyone's like, oh man, you're such a good person. But really you're, you're just scratching the surface. You could be doing so much more with the means that you have. And I think I, I feel like you and I, and maybe a lot of us other folks have enough means to be doing more than we are presently. And I think the, the, the thing that I find is that I'm not taking enough risk. Like, and I guess that's a personal thing, but say for instance, me posting about migrants having to walk far to get, um, get to their homes because of lockdown is not enough you know i was i was talking to an uncle of mine and he was actually going out there and distributing rations and food to folks who were in need and um you know again not doing it in like a savior complex way but just because this is something that we should be doing and i realized that i wasn't willing to take that risk of meeting like 50 people during a pandemic time in order to help them get food and that made me feel like the fact that i'm not with i have the I have the like opportunity, uh, like not the opportunity. I have the the option of not having to take the risk, and I'm choosing that option. Made me feel like I'm not doing enough, if that makes any sense. But yeah, getting there. No, yeah, no. They, they, like that's a really, really admirable mindset to have. Um, so Anjali, I like whatever you told me. So do you feel like your mindset has come from the place where? because of how we were brought up with the whole internet age and, you know, television, do you feel like your mindset is uh, uh, from marketing and consumerism and the whole aspect of, yes, if I consume things, then it's going to lead to happiness. Do you think it comes from that? Or do you think there's a different way of analyzing it? So two things. First thing that I, when I said I want to stack up, I'm not saying I'm consuming things. Literally, I will not buy things because I want to save money. So um, I, that's a whole nother conversation where we say, you know, you shop to make yourself happy, et cetera, et cetera, uh, consumerism, blah, blah, blah. That's a whole nother, nother aspect of this. If my ideas of, um, you know, stacking up money or trying to save as much or trying to reach a certain financial goal, independence, etc., is because of social, uh, uh, because of the uh, the society. Um, yes and no. Yes, uh, in the sense that, like Sandy said, she's you know grew up watching her mom. Um, I also grew up watching like my family, my parents, all entrepreneurs. Um, we're, we are Sindhis, which is what uh, which is what Akshay and I were just joking about. So we, you know, we like want to stack up <laughs> um so i just want to i'm recusing myself from any offensive comments thank you very much <laughs> I clean the um, we can take it offline actually it's fine so um i i did it did start off with looking and looking at people and watching um people while growing up but i think when i had started my, my first job and when i like the first year or so when i was making money I didn't resonate with any of what my, I had watched growing up. So I didn't believe in saving. I was like blowing up cash. I had like, you know, my credit cards, but I wouldn't say max out. I was never like, I was never, I was good with money, but I was definitely like not saving. And very soon I realized life is easier if you have money. Like it is a privilege. Let's acknowledge it. Let's 
uh, understand that you know you can if you have money help others you can do whatever you want with money it's just it's a thing that you know as a society we've decided that we're going to hold so much value to it so yes i want as much of it as i can because i want to have a stand in this society because i want to be able to make that impact because i do want to maybe donate x amount of money or maybe give out food or maybe not personally give out food but give up money to sammy's uncle who's giving out food etc etc so very soon i realized that it's if you have money your life is so much easier and it it actually came about i think when you know you we would watch like news movies anything anything i think it was that korean movie that spoke about like somebody living in a basement and then like somebody parasite. living in the next parasite yes that was also like another thing where i was like life is easier when you have money and then bill gates also spoke about like the climate uh, crisis we're going to have and then how the rich are going to get affected and how the poor are going to get affected and i was like okay 2060 this is the financial goal like i'm not looking to die so that's why honestly all these things i'm like let's just get money in the bank that's been my priority i think in the last year year and a half now so for you it's like a preservation factor and then using your capital to allocate x amount of dollars to either x y or z uh, causes all right interesting all right uh, akshay uh, please go ahead with your thoughts yeah i would love to before that did you say that we evolved from the shrew yes oh, yeah. it, it's like okay. it's like a rat like uh, mammalian species yeah. no i know what a shrew is i uh, i'm just I'm, i'm very curious and we'll, we'll talk about this later uh, maybe we'll have akshay on next time to talk about this weird stuff <laughs> uh, let's mix aliens with this <laughs> also you've pissed all the creationists off so i'm now mad at you a little bit um uh sorry yeah just going back to it i, I think for me it i first of all i would be lying if i didn't say that oh yeah it was a monetary factor um there definitely is some modicum of or some percentage of that that contributes to what i would consider you know uh, what the most successful outcome is for me um there's also the fact that you know when i was growing up the only outcome that i wanted was to make sure that everyone around me was happy i suffered from that it was yep everybody else wants me to do something so i'll just do it because they want me to do something right and that's something that a lot of i feel like especially uh, you know people from our culture right uh, a lot of indian kids they they feel that um and uh that is not just uh, um as a result of 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 you know parental pressure but also as a result of societal pressure um but as i sort of you know <laughs> grew up i'll say that um it's it slowly morphed into um being intellectually curious too um so that's definitely a factor for me like okay am i successful in building something and um uh, to me that that's that defines more of success and that's what motivates me to see something built and ready to go because i know i can take things apart i love doing that i can never put things back together and the first time i ever built something that to me it opened my eyes and i was like oh this is great and you know i didn't have to make anybody else happy and and i realized at that time that you know what not a lot of people are invested in your success except you and to me that's what motivates me it's like i want to move myself forward um was there a, a sense of altruism like you sammy um probably not that i think about it you know i really didn't didn't feel that for a long time until i met remis but that's topic for for the future um 
And uh, I think that's that's something I when I look back on, I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, you know, I wish I had thought about it. Um, but yeah, here I am. Uh, you know, just being intellectually curious. I think that's that's my you know con- consistent motivation um, to eventually reach my end goal. Um, imposter syndrome. I really want to talk about that. Uh, I work in tech, as Anjali so so uh, so rightly pointed out. Um, tech is riddled with imposter syndrome, uh, especially mm-hmm. toward, uh, especially you know when it's men towards women, and I see this a lot because I suffer from it. Um, it's very easy to pretend like you know stuff. It's super easy. I mean, the president of the United States does it all the time. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it gets to be pretty interesting. Um, Imposter syndrome is something I want to touch on at some point. Uh, but yes, that's that's my motivation for success, just trying to be intellectually curious and some percentage of monetary and financial independence and security. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, all right. So juxtaposing your internal uh, and, internal and uh, external motivations, do you feel like, I'll ask you, uh, Anjali, and then Sammy, do you think our culture focuses like the Indian culture and whether it's expatriates or based in the motherland, do you feel like it's mainly uh, focused on monetary gain rather than fo- and having, you know, religion as a separate way of justifying our tactics of how we um, basically behave in society as like a forgiving and forgiveness type of thing. Do you think our culture focuses too much on monetary gain and stability rather than, you know, intellectual curiosity? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I can, I, yeah, I can answer that. But before we move on, I just realized I didn't answer the question about imposter syndrome when I think my answer is pretty unique. I don't suffer from it. I don't, I, it comes to my mind like, okay, I don't belong here, et cetera, et cetera. And I immediately shoo, try my best to shoo those feelings off because like Akshay said, you are only you are interested in your success. And I learned that, I think, as well. And I was like, you know, if somebody doesn't want me in the room, if there's something that somewhere I don't belong, they will let me know until then I can't be my own enemy and do this. Um, and that has actually changed the way I have excelled professionally, I will say, because I do attend a lot of conferences and I go and I meet a lot of people. I sit at the table, like Sheryl Sandberg would say, instead of sitting, you know, mm. off outside the table. Um, so I, I don't suffer from it. And I think it comes from a point of view where I'm like, I have different goals than everybody else. Let me focus on my goals. If somebody has a problem, they'll talk to me about it. And then, then we'll take care of it. Um, so sorry, I missed answering that question. And to, in the, the way, you know, our society is about motivation, uh, intrinsic versus monetary yeah i think yes and i a lot of our parents are the generation above us or before us do focus on monetary gains and you know um materialistic uh, success i don't blame them we are still surviving we just got independence so it's the survival instinct, you know, you make sure you're, you're good, you make sure your kids are good, you make sure your grandparents are good, you make sure the generations above and um, before you and next after you are fine. So I don't blame them. Um, 
I watch my parents who've suffered, you know, they've like struggled, struggled, struggled to make money, make money, make money. Now they're in their fifties. Now they're in their sixties. The kids are independent. They can totally go away and blow the, blow up that money. But no, now they want to invest in the grandkids or they, you know, they won't move or they don't, they don't want to do a few things because they didn't do it all their life. They didn't take vacations. So they don't like, that's just unnatural to them. It's an extra like three lakhs. That's just going to go away in like seven days. Um, so yes, they do focus on that a lot. Um, we can change that if we have the means to do it, you know, if we're not still looking to survive, we can change that and we can, uh, talk more about internal motivation and internal success and happiness and mental health. But I don't blame our, what we've watched or what we've looked at because we just got, like, literally we just got independence. We need to make sure we're okay. I, I bring that up because a lot of it, like especially with this whole uh, pandemic and whole financial crisis, and um, you guys wanted to have a conversation regarding business and capitalism. So I'm coming from that perspective because we see that a lot of the value that we give to currency, it isn't based on actual uh, it's, it's not like the gold standard, for example, where you assume that something has intrinsic value and then you have an extrapolation of that. But it, it's basically faith in the government or something. Yeah, we can yeah. get into it for another podcast. But so I'm, I'm wondering that, do you think that to reach the next step in our cognitive and evolutionary mindsets, do you feel like as a culture and a society, we should focus more on programs that are more towards engineering and entrepreneurship or medicine rather than things which give us steady and uh, predictable sources of income? Or do you feel like we are victims of society and the, the present day uh, monetary system and we have no other way of like having financial security or independence? Anjali and Sami. I, th I think that India is still a poor country, essentially, and we're still getting out of that. And um, I think in order to be able to choose a profession that maybe isn't the most financially secure, like say history or art or archaeology, you need to have some form of cushioning. Being able to take risk is, um, you need privilege to be able to take risk. You need you need cushioning to be able to take risk. And that's why, in fact, I really resonate and, and agree with what Un said, which is that we've grown up seeing our parents grow up in really difficult circumstances, having made sacrifices for us. We are now in the position where we have the cushioning, where we can take the risk and choose our own paths depending on what interests us. But that's not always the case, right? Like in India, if, if, if you're a parent who doesn't have financial security, I can see why you'd want your child to choose a path that gives them that. And especially because I think in India, we have this complex familial structure where everyone is so dependent on each other and especially parents on children as they grow older, which is why they make sacrifices when they're younger for their children. You know, it's like a give and take um, sort of thing. And um, I think that that adds responsibility as well, you know, and, and you have to look out for more people than yourself. And there's a pro and con to the system systems and hierarchical systems and familial structures in place in India. But um, I think that feeds into what career path you can take also. And, um, but I do think that, you know, 
I don't think that India is 1000% just focused on like measures of success in terms of like badi gari, gari, bada ghar. I think that that's part of it. But I also feel like India has this like rich and vibrant um, tradition of like pluralism and discourse and philosophical thinking. And I think that also feeds into our culture in terms of business and deep relationships um, within business, if that makes any sense. Like, I think that there's a very um, sacred and pure part of, of Indian culture when it comes to success as well. I think that I found that, you know, even if it comes to like my local Banya, the reason that he's successful is because he's developed these deep relationships with all the people around him in all of the buildings around him, you know? And I think that um, there, there's a lot of like wholesome- A collectiveness, stuff. a collectiveness Collectiveness, yeah. So I think that that's, that's a nice part of, this, of, of success in the Indian context. And I don't think it's just showy, but I think it's also showy. So there's a bit of everything. Anjali? Um, I feel like India is so split in the sense of like we keep talking about middle class, middle class, middle class, middle class, but it's so split in where, what class you fall into. Um, that to answer your question, I feel like would be doing injustice into accounting for all of them. For me, the truth may be something else, but for somebody else, like, you know, like I said, for our parents, they, they didn't, they, they could not have done anything except focus on making sure they had food. Um, and, but then for somebody, that's the reality today, even though it, it's not for us right now. Yeah. So I, I second with Sammy in the sense that, you know, success in India does come like, it looks different than globally. But, um, like, you know, I don't, I don't think it's fair to speak and say that we should or we shouldn't focus on X versus Y or like internal success as opposed to external success. I feel like it's just such a, it's a privilege that we're even having to have, have, we're getting to have that conversation or getting to Mm -hmm. make that choice. Yeah. Snaps fingers. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It, it, it takes a lot of fear. Um, I, I also want to point out that we are getting pretty close to the end of part. This is my job now. I just keep putting yeah. time bounds on people, which is fun. I like. Sure, I've noticed your role in the podcast. Okay, I'll tell you it what is, your it, role is. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's you send out the invites. Yeah. You make the WhatsApp groups. Yeah. Ramiz does all the talking. Ramiz yeah. does all the vocabulary. Yeah. He does everything. Yeah. I'm yeah. kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. No, I. I it, what you don't understand is I read all the questions. So. Yeah. Oh. You wrote all the questions? <laughs> you wrote them? <laughs> I, I haven't had any chance to work on this at all. It's all Ramiz most of the time. It's all No, him. I'm kidding. Um, I was just kidding. Please don't take this. You both are that. so great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. This is, this is what I love to do. I just love to make silly jokes and, and be happy and listen to you. <laughs> quick, uh, quick comment on that. You know, I think we're all taking, um, you know, we're all defining success as us, you know, all four of us are not, uh, you, you know, tied to anything and, you know, uh, and forgive me, I, I don't know all your relationship status and nor do I want to de- delve into any of them. You know, I'm not married. So my success right now, yeah, I ain't got no ring on my finger. Um, <laughs> it, 
so I think you know, success for me is going to be different when I do hit that stage. And when I, I do have a partner to think about, for me, then it's going to be different than when we have kids uh, or, you know, if we want to have kids, that changes it completely too, right? So yeah. um, holding on to a singular uh, idea of success is, is great, but also slightly dangerous. Um, yeah. With that, I will conclude part two. Um, I know there's a lot to talk about in part three before we get into Ramiz's favorite part of the show, which is doing all the rapid fire questions. We say rapid fire, but we're pretty slow to answer those questions. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> Dude, so slow. I, I, I guess like having a rapid fire is just trying to understand and gauge what people really like, I guess. Yeah, so no, it, was, it should be faster, like seriously. Yeah, no, it, it was. You get a hamper. Like, you know? Exactly, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, where's your hamper? Yeah, where's your hamper? It's, it's, it was, we stole the idea from Coffee with Karan, um, but uh, we clearly don't have a brain juice hamper. I, I don't even know what that would look like. Um, mm-hmm. All right. We broke. <laughs> we you broke. Know, we, also have a, we also have a segment, rapid fire segment. You do? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, segment three, yeah. rapid oh, fire. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. awesome, awesome. Uh, I, I hope your questions are not as weird as ours. So, we'll and we do are extremely broke. So <laughs> that makes the, that makes the four of us. <laughs> so much for financial independence and security. I know. Um, I know, right? After everything we've spoken of, we. Gosh. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's the end of part two. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, snide internet comments, uh, reach out to us uh, on Instagram at the Brain Juice or on Twitter at the Brain Juice. Uh, we look forward to listening to that. And uh, let's uh, let's hang on for part three. All right, Amis. With the quarantine coming up, how many pounds have you put on? Oh man, uh, I've been trying to do intermittent fasting for myself, but. I need to get back in shape, man. I really, really do. Yeah. I know the lack of a gym uh, has been a uh, cause for concern and it's kind of difficult for people to work out. As such, uh, one of um, our good friends, Anand uh, Balaji, has started his own uh, Instagram page. It's called the I, I Am Fitness Freak. We'll put that link uh, in, in the show description. Uh, feel free to check him out. Um, like, subscribe, and hopefully you come up with a new app that's going to have some really cool workouts for everybody to to do at home uh, with minimum equipment. Let's see. Awesome. All right, welcome to part three of Brain Juice. Uh, we are super excited to have uh, Sammy and Anjali with us. Uh, we're out here talking about success and motivation and how that's defined and what leads to it and all those cool stuff. Um, in part three, I just wanted to kind of you know talk about two things that I think would be super um, interesting for our listeners to to think about, um, and Ramiz, I have to credit you for this question because uh, you know, this is something that I, I think about quite a bit. And I'm going to throw it out there, uh, and I'll probably ask you, Anjali, first. Do you think trauma, right? I'm talking about like emotional trauma. Do you think that has a large role in motivating you to achieve success? And after you guys answer this, I, I have a life story that I'll throw out hopefully in very less time, but yeah. Um, do you think that's something that will impact you emotionally or has impacted you emotionally um, a factor in, in motivating you to achieve a certain level of success? Um, so that's actually, you gave us a few questions before this one, right? And that's actually one question I sent around to my friends because I thought it was such an interesting question. Um, thank you, thank you, I, thank you, thank you. 
<laughs> I have come to the conclusion that um, everybody has their own experiences, be it traumatic or not. Um, it, life is what they make of it. So, um, yes, I feel like that would affect in a way that maybe their ideologies of success change or what they're trying to strive may be different than what, you know, we are trying to strive. Maybe they're looking for um, mental freedom as opposed to financial freedom. Maybe they're just, you know, uh, trying to get rid of the PTSD or trying to reach happiness. So their success may look very different, but um, I'm not sure if it makes anybody more motivated or less motivated because I feel like that's something that um, it's, it doesn't come from a good place or a bad place. Like you're either motivated or you're not. Um, so I feel like they, if they are motivated and if they have gone through trauma, their success may look different than ours, my success. Somebody else's success may look different than your success. Um, but I'm not sure if that motivates them more or less. Interesting. Uh, Sammy, I think I'll put the same question to you. Um, yeah. And, you know, based on what Anjali said, I, I think that's a, that's a great way to look at it. Um, I'm curious about your thoughts. So I think that, I mean, drawing from my own life experiences, I've been through certain forms of trauma, I guess I would say. And um, I think it does help. But I don't think it, it's related to motivation particularly, but I think it's related to resilience. And I think resilience is a predictor of success and um, at least success the way that society defines it. And I think resilience really helps you stay consistent and not, be, not back down and not be like hampered by like obstacles that otherwise might have hampered you. Because then like contextually, you're like, oh, I've been through so much more, this is nothing, you know? But that being said, I think that to develop that resilience, you need to have a loving and supporting, supportive system. So I feel like whatever personal trauma I may have gone through, the reason I feel like I've bred resilience in my life is because I received love and support from people I needed at the time instead of like going deep down into a permanent well of like depression or mental health struggles. So I think it depends on the support you have. But I think largely, I think it does help. And I think it does help you become more resilient. And I don't think that I'm some embodiment of this or anything. But I think especially even with people I've noted around in my life, I find that people who've gone through tough shit just have like a thick skin, you know? So I think, I think it, does, it does help to some degree. Resilience being a predictor of success is a quote that I am going to be quoting for the rest of my life. So thank you for that. Sure, um, so uh, I, I guess for me is, you know, we've got different experiences, right? And uh, I would like to definitely pick your brain because no. I, I already know, I already know. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, uh, trauma, right? Um, be it emotional, physical, whatever uh, form, of, form of trauma you can think about. Do you think that contributes to you being motivated to reach your eventual goal of being successful or whatever it's? successes in your mind so the way i came up with this question was basically looking inward um looking at traumatic experiences and uh, seeing whether it was more substantial in 
like how uh, Sami said, whether it was based on resilience or was it, it based on vengeance or spitefulness. So those were the reasons why I thought of it as whether it was substantial or not. And trauma can be a double-edged sword. It can lead to more um, altruistic goals and mindsets, or it can lead to a lot of vindictiveness and hate. And since it's such a visceral emotion, trauma, because when you're in a state of euphoria, you kind of um, neglect or um, not observe the intricacies of how your life is going. And I definitely believe that trauma gives you a lot more introspection and it makes you believe that you're in a state of survival. So I feel like a lot of it is a lot of it is based on a feeling of hopelessness. And it really does lead to a lot of success, but at the same time, it can lead to a lot of I'm sorry. It can lead to a lot of uh, unintended consequences because it's such a visceral emotion. And and it 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 kind of plays into the psyche of what success actually means to a person because mm-hmm. that can change. That can definitely change. And it, um, I believe that if you want to evolve as a society, we have to get rid of the traumatic experiences for people because even though you might not achieve as much as you could with trauma, it is a better way of uh, having civil discourse because those factors are um, excluded from the from human emotion. I'm not saying that you can go on a dopamine high for the rest of your life, but you have to have some sort of structure where people should not have to feel that way. People will even inevitably, there's a lot of mental health uh, issues regarding that and a lot of societal aspects of it as well. But I feel like trauma is something that is so strong of an emotion, which definitely helps with success, but you have to learn how to balance it. You really have to learn how to balance it. I wonder if it depends on the root of trauma, because we're talking about trauma as like one bucket, but really there's just so many different forms. But don't you think that trauma largely, like, I feel like it helps people be more empathetic. It depends. Um, it can lead to spitefulness and yeah, vengeance. Yeah, that's true. I guess it depends to, on the It depends room. on your, yeah. And yeah. It, it can lead to, uh, I mean, it can um, differ based on uh, your upbringing and your, uh, the nurture side true. of it. True. Yeah. But at the same time, if that traumatic experience makes a person feel like their back's against the wall and they're basically in survival mode, it can lead to a complete shift in mindset. And that can be unhealthy, unhealthy for the collective if you're more interested in it or mm-hmm. on a personal level because it can lead to self-destructive habits where your next goal is just based on not feeling that emotion again. So uh, that's interesting. And you know, I think I, I draw parallels from Ramiz's experience and you know, a bit of a life anecdote, I guess. Um, I think all four of us are not afraid to share our lives' failures, right? Like Because we've all grown from it, I feel. So um, I think for me, you, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do when I was growing up was like, oh, you know, my, my, my parents both are engineers. My family comes from an engineering, science math background, right? And my goal was always to, having seen that around me, I wanted to get there. 
And of course, to get there, you have to have some level of academic success. Uh, for me, however, you know, academic success was sparse and very rare to come <laughs> by. Um, and uh, even though, you know, I, I knew I could do it, right? Um, but um, in grade 11, when I was in a different school before I went, you know, Grammys and I parted ways in grade five and then I came back together again, grade 11. Uh, so when I moved away from, from that during that period, even when I was in the CBSC system, I don't know how familiar you are with that, uh, Sammy Dunjali, but um, after grade 10, you have to choose, right? Like what, what stream you want to go into, right? So uh, in my old school, um, which, yeah, I don't give two hoots about not, you know, about who they are and what they do and stuff like that. So it was, it was the Indian, Indian English Academy School. Or it was like one of the Don Boscos of, of Kuwait. Um, oh. They asked me, okay, what do you want to go for? And I said, yeah, I want to do engineering. Um, and unfortunately, they said, well, you know, let's, let's take a step back. And uh, uh, we don't think you should go for engineering. Well, but, and I said, well, I really want to do this. And this is what I want to do. And I'll work for it. And it's like, uh, so I don't think you're understanding us. We really do not want you to go into engineering. We'll give you this instead of this. And, you know, you can take it. And I was like, no, absolutely not. I want to do this. Um, and then one specific uh, teacher, professor, whatever you call it. And this is my gripe with the education system. You can hear all about it in episode six uh, or something like that, I think. Um, but he came up to me and he was like, you will never be an engineer as long as I live. Well, he's not dead yet, but uh, I proved him wrong. And for me, that that was emotional and very psychological because it hurt my parents too, right? Because he said in front of my parents and... Uh, um, for me, uh, I think that was very much a motivating factor. So I was vengeful for a long time. Um, I was, for four years of my life, to eventually get my engineering degree, I was just pissed at this guy. Like, I wanted to prove him wrong. Yeah. And, you know, I went back into the school after I officially got my degree, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, and I realized that, damn, I did all that just to spite him. Like, you know, I'd never, at the root of it, that was it. I, I just wanted to prove people wrong. Um, because a lot of times people just make judgments about you. And, you know, that's a story for a different day. But um, eventually when I started to reflect on it, I thought to myself, I reached that success because of this trauma. But that has morphed into this idea of me you know, now wanting to reach, uh, motivating myself to, you know, potentially start my own business uh, and, you know, moving forward and, and you know, trying to get to the next level in my career. And as I'm thinking about it, that trauma, that, that, that one experience was such a huge factor for me. And yes, it morphed from being vengeful to being spiteful to being, haha, look at what I did, uh, to being, oh, I wonder what will happen if I mess around with this, to finally thinking, okay, how can I affect someone's life um, by doing what I do with all the skills that I have? Uh, and, you know, and then of course, there's a small percentage of financial security there. So I don't, don't piss Anjali off. So, yeah. Um, sorry, that was a bit of a long rant. Um, but yeah, to me, I think trauma does play a huge, huge part. Actually, when I, I think in the two, three years that uh, we were friends and we meet physically, 
you had like we wouldn't have these conversations every day right like now we don't talk every day but when we used to you mentioned this professor innumerable number of times to me i don't know yeah. if you noticed that but you were like that professor that professor that professor. i was like wow this professor really screwed this dude up yeah yeah and, and look and at how it turned out great <laughs> it also uh, bled into college i'm sorry uh, first of all uh, it sucks that we don't talk uh, a lot anymore uh, that's partly your fault because i keep texting you like, oh, sorry i was sleeping so always uh, coinc- guys uh, so akshan have this thing where we're always on the pot coincidentally whenever each oh, other calls yeah, it's just, it just, just happens thanks for telling people that we all poop um are, are you sure you don't have lactose intolerance <laughs> she like- has a problem <laughs> not me um yeah um sorry that was a bit of a rant i guess you know let's let's um shift gears no it, it's good it's good you know why because this is one of the reasons why trauma can play such a powerful role a lot of times when people are happy and they get that you know dopamine hit with the next paycheck they don't really think of innovating or striving for uh intrinsic success so <laughs> I definitely feel like trauma has a very, very visceral emotion inside of people, but I'll, it can lead to obsession. Exactly, and then you uh, then you don't enjoy the final <laughs> things in life. That damn professor. Um, so <laughs> we hate fed- him. Carol Baskin. We, we all hate it. Carol Baskin. Um, <laughs> so there's a fantastic book that I would recommend to all of you. It's called Drive by Dan Pink. I don't know if you've ever read it before. If you mm-hmm. haven't. Um, Yeah, you know, I would urge that you guys pick it up, or if I have it in my Goodreads or something, I'll share it with you guys. Um, there's three things that he talks about as far as motivation and eventually success is concerned: autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Um, I hold these three things very, very dear to my heart, uh, and Ramiz will attest to it too. Like both of us, you know, when we started this podcast, and that was for us a big thing, because uh, Ramiz texted me just like how you guys texted each other. He was like. our phone conversations were super deep and weird at some point we were like oh you know what we should just record this who cares we didn't have a measure of success where we'd be like oh if we get 300 followers that'd be great 600 listeners would that be great um we're very much like it's just two friends talking and that's all it is yeah. um but when we were starting to you know put feelers out for like okay how do we get to you know getting large audience we spoke to a few teams that you know would sponsor you and all that stuff and we realized that we would be giving away a lot of our autonomy and we didn't want to do that as such because it's like i said it's two friends talking right and four in this case so um we didn't want to do that and the second thing is we weren't we weren't really good at this podcasting thing i don't know if you've noticed uh we're not very professional uh and i felt like moving towards that you know the the this whole sponsorship thing would also take away from our purpose which was talk about problems that i feel like us as you know indian kids or us as us as you know kids of the subcontinent and you know who've lived outside in multiple places go through uh, i say kids but wow uh but yeah that's that's what we wanted to do and um you know we we are very motivated to do these things now because we getting people like you know, yourself Anjali and, and Sammy you both have been awesome and getting you folks on is is a motivation is is motivating for us um and now we're slowly i think we're getting better at uh, podcasting i think i'm getting starting to develop my nice little radio voice too i think you all are great oh, well thank you appreciate thank it thank you uh, yeah thanks for the plug um all right remis i am going to step away uh 
But uh, before we jump into, like I said, Ramiz's favorite part of the show, um, mm-hmm. Sammy, closing thoughts from you. Oh, well, what about precisely? We've discussed everything under the sun. Um, uh, I guess closing thoughts about everything under the sun. No, I think, uh, okay. you know, let, well, let's, let's maybe define, um, you know, finally, let's, let's, you know, after hearing all of us, let's maybe talk about um, what eventually, what, what, what is the final definition of success and motivation after I think absorbing all of this? We've come to the conclusion that they're undefinable, that they're different for everyone, essentially depending on your status, your, your personal ideals, your upbringing. Um, and there's just no one definition that suits everyone and that's fine. And that's probably what brings the diversity that we have in our world. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Anjali? I second Sammy. It's like everybody's success and everybody's motivation looks different. Um, I'm taking a few quotes. That is, I am the only one who cares about my success. Um, Resilience leads to success. And then Ramiz also, you said something that's a great thought I want to reflect on after this is that, you know, like that paycheck to paycheck that you keep getting Mm. Um, is that actually limiting me in terms of striving for success? So that's something I want to think about after this. It's like mastery versus performance culture, but that's like a topic for another day. But yeah. Ramuchacha? So um, I have like a general perspective on where I see trends moving and gauging how our generation uh, millennials and uh, Gen Z are headed. I feel like we are in a place of exist- existentialism and utilitarianism. Mm-hmm. And um, the answer to that is um, complicated. And uh, we, like, actually, we kind of have an answer to it, but you know, like the Joker says, <laughs> if you're good at something, never do it for free. But yeah, yeah. It, it's it's basically. You know, we've, we've, we've reached a point in our um, uh, society and culture, uh, not just uh, Indian, but in the general uh, structure, where we're kind of chasing a dragon. And our primary focus is not survival or uh, nurturing, but it's just basically accumulation of material wealth and financial success. And we use that as basically like a club to judge everybody else that we feel is either inferior to us or our peers. And um, there are people with a lot of altruistic and uh, very uh, egalitarian beliefs, but I feel that is drowned out by the general consensus of society. And um, regarding uh, success, I feel like having a financial incentive does not uh, stroke intellectual curiosity in anybody. It just leads to a mindset where you are trying to have an arbitrary score that gives you a sense of comfort rather than help you understand things like the meaning of life and your purpose in life and how you feel like your life should be structured. And I get why that happens because you have to play, basically play the game. You have to have X amount of rupees or dollars to have, pay your rent, pay your bills and um, have um, leisure. But we really need to refocus our uh, system based on curiosity 
um, the understanding of economic principles rather than having a structure where you're just focused on the financial incentive. And mm -hmm. if people are able to uh, have that shift in mindset, I think we will lead to a better uh, society because right now it's just not working. It, it really isn't uh, because you have the highest number of uh, slaves in the world mm -hmm. and you have the most wealth inequality ever that's ever existed in, in since the dawn of time. And uh, we can have these conversations, it's great, but at the same time, there has to be a, a mindset change. And I don't see that uh, anytime soon. Uh, it really has to come from a place of, what do you define as success? Is it individual success and just your family and the scraps for the poor? Or is it, yeah, you know what, let's think of the world as a collective rather than our clan. So. Yeah. So I'm going to stop you right there, Sammy. I know you had something else to say, so I'm going to... Yeah. Oh, I just had a continuing thought about what you said in terms of financial incentive. So I completely agree with that. I think anyone who's done business knows Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how essentially after a certain point of like financial security, you plateau and your motivation doesn't, you know, ex exponentially like rise proportionately with the amount of financial incentive. And there've been so many studies, like I was reading one in like Forbes and also the Harvard Business Review and, um, essentially the finding was that you need like a promotion based incentive or you need something that's like training, self-actualization, self-improvement, workshops, something that um, builds a collective and builds person, a person's intrinsic level of motivation rather than it just being this external financial source. And um, I think that's where we need to head more as a society. And I think that'll also um, sort of help with more innovation and creativity. So I, I yeah. definitely agree with that. Uh, the reason why I say this is because they've had a study uh, from the University of Chicago, Booth School of uh, Economics. So mm -hmm. they did uh, basically an incentive, uh, a financial incentive structure for high school students. And that was, um, you know, uh, $50 a week or uh, a month where you were given uh, these financial gains if you improve your score from a failing score to a C score. And what they found out was in this, in this huge broad study is that it increased uh, the test scores by 7%. And that was it. And then their, their logic behind it was, you know, we need to go younger and let's, folk, let's target kids in middle school and preschool. And I feel like that's a very, very counterintuitive way of trying to understand our, our uh, basically how much potential we have because mm -hmm. Uh, but let's get into it uh, at, at another time. Um, yeah, let's let's actually yeah. that that study seems very interesting. Let's put that in the show notes. Um, I'll, we'll figure out where the papers are, and we'll put that there. Uh, all right, Mr. Negative Nancy, thank you very much for ruining the entire podcast. Um, <laughs> let's let's jump to it. Uh, you know, we're, get, we're getting very close to the end of part two. Sorry, part three. I don't even know anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ramis, let's uh, let's do your thing. Thing. Yes. Some some form of uh, uh, enjoyment. All right. Uh, so the rapid fire questions. I'll start off with uh, Anjali and then Sammy. So um, I see Anjali. a trend here. I feel like I'm like. <laughs> I feel like Akshay and you have spoken before. And be like, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm let's, kidding. Let's, I'm let's, kidding. I'm let's, kidding. Let's, I'm let's, kidding. Let's, it really doesn't matter. It. <laughs> it doesn't matter really. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, Anjali, favorite book. Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. 
our favorite podcast. 20 minutes for 20 somethings. Oh, Sammy can say brain juice. That's, that's true. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, your childhood hero. Shakti Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally. Finally, someone said it. Someone was brave enough to say it. All right. Which All the chakras, figure... man. <laughs> All right. Which public figure inspires you currently? Um... A lot, but currently I'm overdosing on Michelle Obama. Hmm. All right, favorite uh, musician? Right now, DJ Khalid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Another one. <laughs> All right, greatest icon of the 21st century. Icon in what? Like a person or a thing or a meme or what's a person? Name? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of the 20th century, man. 21st, 21st. 21st. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't oh. go back to it. That's like too oh. much. Yeah, so. Oh, oh, yeah, 21st. oh. 21st. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. I can't, I can't. This is too much pressure. I, I have like so we'll, many we'll circle back. We'll circle back. All right. Yeah, so, I'll, give me a minute. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sammy, uh, favorite book? Um, any book by Chimamanda Adichie. I hope I'm saying her name right. Chimamanda Adichie. And... Um, and I, I kind of love Anne of Green Gables. That's my childhood favorite. Uh, favorite podcast? Uh, many. Um, I'd say Dak Shepard is my continual. And I like Conan. Yep. All right. Uh, which public figure inspires you currently? Oh, so many. Um, Fai D'Souza, who's a journalist. Um, she's doing great stuff. Yeah, she comes to mind. Oh. Your childhood hero? My mom. All right. Uh, favorite musician? Oh, there's so many. Uh, Frank Ocean is a good one, I would say. It's an excellent choice. All right. Uh, greatest icon of the 21st century? Anjali. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, gosh, that's a big one. Um, you can pass it, Sam. Learn. Listen, Bill Gates. Listen to the back, back Bill Gates. I think Bill Gates, because he's doing such great stuff with the Gates Foundation. So I really, I, I love him. <laughs> that is true. Bill and Melinda Gates, yeah. Yeah, both of them. Definitely both, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's about it. Oh, yeah, Anjali, oh, greatest icon of the 21st century. Honestly, I, I'm so glad that she said it, because I forgot about <laughs> An it. Yeah. icon living. <laughs> yeah. Bill and Melinda Gates, like, exceptional. Also, highly recommend the Netflix documentary, if anybody's... Oh, uh, yeah. Inside uh, Bill's brain? Yeah. In, it's yeah. amazing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Well, you know, we're uh, getting pretty close to the end. Hermes, I know you might have some questions for me, maybe. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, favorite book? <laughs> uh, by the way, this happens and I change my answers all the time. Um, <laughs> favorite, fa- favorite book, Dan Pink's Drive. All right. Uh, favorite podcast? Uh, brain Juice. Come on, nobody said it, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which public figure inspires you currently? Public figures, the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> which? All right. Uh, let's not get into the details. Uh, favorite musician? The Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Greatest icon of the 21st century. Let me Come on. The Rizzo. Yeah, the the Wu Tang Clan. All right. Uh, yeah. My answers for everything is the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, so I think we've hit hit the wall there. Um, <laughs> So, uh, 
just in closing, folks, Sammy, Anjali, we just wanted to thank you both so much for coming on. We've had a lot of thank fun. Thank you so much. And, and yeah, we can't wait to do this again at some point. Maybe next time on your podcast. That would be fun. Mm, uh, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just for uh, everyone again, uh, you know, I want to say this camera, this camera, this camera. We're, we're rolling out the red carpet for you. Uh, if you want to plug 20 minutes with 20-somethings again, now's your chance uh, before my yeah. meeting time expires. All right. So join us, join Anj and I on 20 Minutes with 20-somethings. We'll be live soon and we will discuss um, success, motivation, and profession with uh, various 20-something-year-olds. All righty. Awesome. Well, and uh, if you guys are interested in the brain juice, uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at T-H-E-B-R-A-I-N-J-U-S. And uh, we look forward to uh, social discourse. Alrighty, well, thank you so much. Hope you res- enjoy the rest of your week, weekend, and uh, stay safe. Uh, wear a mask. Socially, please be socially distant, and uh, always remember, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs>or maybe even snide internet comments. Feel free to reach out to us at The Brain Juice on Instagram and Twitter. As always, this has been your weekly dose of Brain Juice.